Literally, if I could have um, a, a restaurant describe me as a person, it would be hibachi. <laughs> That's so true. Um, yeah, I mean, like, you know, That's it's so just true. like in your face. Bang, bang. Lots of yelling, yeah, lots yeah. of noises. Either you love flames. it or you don't really love it at all, you know? Either. We're, we're talking about what we're ordering. You know, everyone's like, oh, chicken, 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 you know, steak, uh, shrimp and rice. And uh, gets to Pete, and <laughs> he goes, uh, oh, we're talking about what we're ordering. And Pete goes, yeah, you know, <laughs> sushi. Okay, I also asked and, beforehand, I go, are you guys going to judge me if I don't get hibachi? And, and then Pete goes, are you going to Everyone at the table goes, no, no, get whatever you want. And he goes, what the fuck did you just say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else didn't give a fuck. Wait, I'm, at, I'm at that point in my friendship with Pete where like, I'm not just gonna agree. No, like, what the fuck did you just if say? you had a fucking hibachi place, like, yeah, you know, you're just gonna if I just get sushi, it's, it's like, yeah, fine, but like the whole experience. <laughs> like, go sit at a fucking bar seat <laughs> if you're gonna get goddamn sushi at a hibachi place. It was really good sushi. And you know those chefs, they're ticked off. They have one audience member who's just not entertained. Yeah. You know, he's like, I don't care if I burn the food or not. He tried to feed me twice. Dude. Yeah. He kept trying to put food on my plate. I was like, no, I don't think that's mine. So yeah, I think you are so out of bounds for fucking <laughs> not ordering hibachi. If you're that person who goes to hibachi and sits at the table and doesn't order hibachi, I judge you. I judge you. Judging. Uh, but uh, fire New Year's, it was it was, it was nice. Really good sushi. Um, I'll be honest, sushi's like top two foods for me. So I'm in a thousand percent. Okay, so sushi's top two foods for you. That means your number one food's hibachi because you didn't order your Probably. number two food. Probably, dude. Like. I'm not no. I'm not, that's 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 out of, that's out of pocket. Um, <laughs> so there's a lot of other foods, but sushi is definitely top three foods for me. <laughs> Emotional damage. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome back to the Millennial Mentality Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Agnelli, here with my co-host, Peter Price. Yep. And the boys are back. Back on the other side of the desk. That's right, man. Trippy. It's yeah. weird being back in this position and kind of remembering like when we did boys only episodes fucking every week, you know? And I had to ask you before we started. I sit on this side, right? Yeah, right? It's it's weird. And it's exciting that we've been bringing that many guests on. Yeah. So we we haven't been in this situation. Yeah, no, it's uh, been super cool. But I'll tell you, I'll be fucking completely frank. The boys only episodes, I'm like giddy about sometimes. Yeah, I'm excited because, for today. Um, Pete and I haven't seen each other in almost two weeks, yeah. and uh, that we have like separation issues. Um, we like, spoke like pretty much every day. Though. Every day we talk, right. and then like every week we see each other because the podcast at right. least. So when we don't see each other for like two weeks, for any other friend, it's like completely normal, yeah, you know. Right. But for us, it's like weird. Yeah, it was weird. Um. Happy to be back. Yeah, so I got the vid. Um, yeah. COVID free now, but uh, COVID spread through my family this holiday season, I guess you could say. Everyone's uh, family, I feel like. Dude, it blew up. Um, the thing about it is I had Omicron um, variant, I guess. I actually never even got fully tested, but my fiance had it, and then I got sick, and I'm like, yeah, all right, we get sick together. on the same day. She got tested. She was COVIDed, you know, COVIDed, and uh, and uh, I was not. Um, but I was sick the next day, so I was like, you know, you tested negative, or you just didn't. Test? I just didn't test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which that's another thing, dude. These testing lines to get uh, instant tests right now are like yeah. four and a half, five hours. 
It's not very instant, is it? No, no, exactly. But the other test is like three to four days. Oh, okay. So yeah. if you needed like proof, instant results. Yeah. So you know where the you know where the um, courthouse is on PGA across uh, the street from the mall. Yep, been there a couple times. The line for the for the testing center was all the way past um, the PGA bridge, like on ninety five. Holy shit! Yeah, like a three and a half mile line. Wow! Insane, dude. Um, How do you even keep up with something like that? Man, it just seems. It's like they gotta start hiring Chick Fil A employees to work the COVID testing center. Something, dude, you gotta pick it up, yo. It's not. It's just. It's like not okay because it also makes a lot of people not want to go get the test because you know you're gonna be waiting in line for five yeah. hours. You know you what I'm saying? You just confirmed for me that I'll probably never. Never go. You know, like you can only assume, and it's kind of sad too. You can only assume when you get sick these days, it's like one thing. You know, it's like yeah. oh, I got COVID. Um, so we followed the protocols. Um, to be honest, it was a light head cold. Like me and Paige had the same symptoms. You have stuffy nose. Yeah. You know, I got like a like a 99 degree fever one time, but nothing crazy. Did you experience any back pain? Um, no back pain, Pete. I don't think that was COVID. It's real, dude. No, it's I real. don't Comment think that was COVID. No. You know what I'm talking about. Pete back calls pain is me. A side no, 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 Pete. Uh, <laughs> I swear. You fucking cabin. You can Google it. No, no, I know Google will say it, Pete. You're damn right. It but will. um. He Pete slept on his back for fucking wrong one day and texted me, dude. For a week, he texted me like all week. He's like, dude, I can't get out of bed. Like, fuck, damn, I hurt, man. Mm-hmm. I'm like trying to send over, like, bro, like throw some cream on it, you know, like do some stretching, <laughs> like trying to be like a proactive friend. Yeah. But it's just like every day. And then he texts me like on the seventh day and he's like, yo, bro, so I think I had COVID. <laughs> and I think that was my back pain. Yeah. And I was like, Pete, what are you talking about? He's like, oh, you get COVID and you get some back pain. I said, there's no correlation between fucking COVID and back pain. I don't think that's correct what you're saying. How could COVID hit your back, Pete? I don't know. How does COVID sweep the nation? I is think it, someone would know. Do you understand how it works biologically? I don't. <laughs> Dude, COVID has every symptom in the book, bro. Literally yeah. everyone. So you're awfully skeptical for something that has so many <laughs> symptoms. What the fuck? <laughs> no, I don't have back pain, Pete. All right, well, good for you. Mine hurt. So did Joe But Joe. why? So you strictly think you had no other symptoms. It was literally just back pain? No, dude. I had all the symptoms, but that's also what made were... me connect the dots. Okay, so you had... But the same subtle symptoms that you're saying. I wasn't, like, fucking deathly ill, but I yeah. felt kind of shitty, you know? But, like, that's also... Do you think you felt shitty because you're back, though? That's the connection I was making at the time. But then, in hindsight, <laughs> it turns out my back was shitty because of the COVID. Nick. But I don't. It might be like a little bit of a sore back, Pete. But you were telling me you couldn't like move. Yeah, I was in a lot of pain. Okay, so here's the, um, I've only read the first two sentences yeah, of this yeah. article, so forgive me for jumping ahead. But now it's starting to make sense because okay, when I was telling you my back hurt, I also told you my foot. It goes all the way through my back to my chest. Right? Do you remember me saying this? Like my chest fucking hurt. Yeah, it was trippy, Pete. It was it like you got like stabbed. Yeah. Right. It felt like I was getting stabbed through my back. So this. COVID is a respiratory infection, which is the first sentence of this article. Oh. So if it was in my lungs, it also makes sense that you would feel it in your back, you know, because I told you it felt like it was directly mm-hmm. through my back into my lungs. Tell me it doesn't sort of make sense if you the feel The hypothesis is there, okay? Yeah, yeah. It's there. I get right. it. Um, whether I believe you it. You feel like Alex fucking Jones over here, bro. <laughs> Pete. If if any time before two years ago I said, bro, I got some, I got, I got a cough and some sneezing, my back fucking hurts. You'd be like, what? <laughs> you'd be like, what? Yeah, what dude, exactly? You know? But if you also told me two years ago that you'd have to walk around with a mask because I might be sick, like I, you know, you'd be. You're a pussy, out of your mind. You know? Yeah, you're right. You know, things have changed, bro. 
Yeah, I guess. I guess it's. I feel like that's like bacon, eggs, and like you know, you say bacon, eggs, bacon, eggs, and like a brownie, oh, like bacon, eggs, bacon, eggs, like you know, a cough, a sneeze, like that's correlation. But then like you throw a brownie in there. <laughs> what are you talking about? Okay, so for you guys watching, um, before I jumped on here with Pete, uh, I um, I got a little stone, <laughs> um, and I'm really happy. The last four weeks, uh, if you guys watched the episode with Matt, um, I've been trying to make some changes, um, and I really did. I wrote down like a vision board for it, um, and and from that time, I wrote that down and set those goals. I gave myself a certain amount of times to drink. And to smoke, uh, I know those are my vices, and I know when I'm trying to live a lifestyle geared toward my goals and achieving things, that those are going to hinder those goals. So um, it's not like I'm going to harm myself, but I gave my, myself six times to both smoke and six times to both drink between now and July. Mm-hmm. Basically once a month, if and I want to, either thing. Over the holidays, I only drink one time, um, which I'm really happy about. That's fairly good. Um, I have stopped drinking on the podcasts. Um New Year's Eve didn't touch a, a sip of liquor, you know. So like I went through all these holidays, didn't touch liquor, and and uh, been eating right, been feeling great, been going to the gym. Um, so I'm really proud of myself. So today I just got a little high. Also, with COVID, I can't taste and fucking smell a thing. Yeah. So I haven't been eating. I don't have an appetite. Um, I'm not fucking starving myself. I'm just not feeling food right now. So I'm kind of like taking that as like a. And that was like your main reason for not wanting to smoke, right? Is like that, you get the, the munchies and correct. Eat um, and I told Pete like. Not in like a stoner way, but I love smoking. Like I love, you know, kind of letting my mind wander. I'm so ADD and, and crazy during the day. It's nice for my brain to take a break and also get creative. Um, so when you're feeling creative, like what do you do? How do you express that? I, uh, I, don't, I know you're not like a painter. No, yeah, that's I very wish true. You, I wish that was your answer. Um, I don't rap, don't paint. Well, I don't dance. I mean, I do dance. Anymore, you're retired. Yeah, I guess um, I also get a lot of my... Not a lot of my best ideas when I'm high, but I I think outside of my box. I guess that's what I like about this mm-hmm. the psychology like the psychologically psych, psychological. Like, you, what are you thinking about usually? Like, are you still thinking about work? Like, are there times when that creativity gets applied to your work? Is that I applicable? think it's not that I think creatively. I think from a different angle, and I guess that's the biggest thing to it. Mm-hmm. It's like I think. I have my certain ways with thoughts and processes throughout the day, hmm. and when I have a different angle from that, I just see it from a different I just let, let me see it from a different perspective. And like okay. I know with a lot of psychedelics, like they right. say, it kills your ego. Yeah. And I think I'm not saying weed's a psychedelic at all. What I am saying is, for me, the way it affects my mind and the way I would tell people is mm. like I just I see things from a different angle. You Meek know? Mill had an interesting tweet the other day. Did you see what he no. posted about smoking weed? No. I want to read it. Hopefully I can find it quickly. Um, which, I mean, you're, it's not the same thing as what you're saying. It's almost the opposite. But I think it's interesting because, yeah, here it is. He goes, I'll throw this up on the screen so yeah. that people can see it. But he said, I smoke weed every day and get depressed as soon as I get high. I'd be happy as hell sober. LOL. It just it helps me think deeper and more realistic. It gets so sort of the the point that you were making, you know, like I don't think smoking makes you depressed, obviously, no. but to his point, like it helps him see things from a different perspective yeah. and you know maybe get more realistic. Correct. And to be honest, weeds, in my opinion, it's a holistic drug. Yes, you can get uh, addicted to it. Absolutely, these I know people who 
I, I know people who try to get off weed or say, oh, I'm going to quit smoking. They just mm-hmm. don't because there is an addictive, I don't know, process to it, I believe. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's a... It's not chemically addictive, yeah. like most drugs that you hear correct, about being addictive, correct. but there's plenty of It's like you could be addicted to sex, right, but exactly. you, know, you there's can no, really be yeah, addicted to anything. Anything, exactly. Um, but out of all the drugs, like I think weed's a shit ton better than Adderall, and I wish yeah, right. weed... I mean, we did the same thing to Adderall as needed... If we did the same thing as Adderall to me, I would definitely smoke weed all the fucking time. Um, meaning what? what meaning mean? if I had the same attributes as I do on Adderall, but it was weed, sure. but it's a more holistic sense because I'm oh, smoking oh, so herb. You could feel correct. Well, maybe microdosing should be your thing. Because I mean, when I describe it to people, a lot of the times I say it's almost like an organic Adderall without like the negative effects of Adderall, and the microdoses is all just. Mushrooms. I do want to look into that because, and I know organic. a lot of people because I know. I don't know if you mind talking about it, but you've microdosed in the past. I would love to talk about it. Um, I microdosed for years. Can you talk about that experience? Because I know a lot of people, sometimes you were uh, talked about on social media, and a lot of times when I'm with Pete or we're catching up with buddies together, um, they always ask Pete about it. It's like a, it's, it's a very asked question. Yeah. So what is microdosing to you? Um, Give the definition real quick, and then and then kind of what it is to you. Uh, so, I mean, I'm definitely not an expert on this, so I'm not claiming to be by any means. But just from the little research that I have done, and from the experience that I have from doing it quite a bit, um, you're taking a psychedelic. It's usually either psilocybin mushrooms, which are like the mushrooms that everyone knows about that you trip on, um, or LSD or acid, same thing. Um, you can microdose both of those. Both of those are considered psychedelics. Uh, LSD is, I wouldn't, I don't think, considered holistic because it's like made in a lab. It's Correct. A chemical. Correct. Um, but mushrooms, psilocybin mushrooms, they just grow organically like that. Now we have the technology where you can make them in labs, you know, just like weed and stuff too. Can you? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's people like pharmaceutically cultivating okay. mushrooms now. But it's still a natural process. Yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. There's no chemicals involved in that. So, you know, it's a it's an organic compound, technically. Basically, um, yeah. It just grow like that. Just molecules and atoms. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> what did are I just we say? all, bro? <laughs> <laughs> it's just a nucleus what and some protons. Are we, dude? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so uh, you're, it's quite literally just taking a, a micro dose, you know? Like yeah, a, yeah, yeah. So a full <laughs> dose of, of LSD would normally be considered a tap. Yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll break it down to you how I produced it, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. in the beginning stages. So it sort of explains it a little better, maybe. With LSD, when you want to take acid, you know, you would take one tab, which is okay. a little tiny square piece of paper mm-hmm. that isn't, you know, scientifically dosed, really. Yeah, you know, it's, it's blotter like... paper, which is a big sheet of paper that's perforated, and they basically just soak that paper with the acid and so what is a hit? A half inch by a half inch square? Like Not what? even. less, Like a one centimeter by one centimeter. So a, a, a sheet, I think, has a thousand hits on it. That's insane, dude. Yeah. Um, so if you take a bite of that sheet, you're just, you're dead. You're probably you, toast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so you would take, I'd get one tab. Yeah. And then you get like a little... Uh, how, how do you even sell that? In a baggie? Or like, where do you even... How a do you lot of times it? it comes in tinfoil because light, exposure to light makes it weaker. Uh, like it'll lose potency if it's exposed to UV light constantly. Yeah. Um, so a lot of times when I've gotten it, it comes in like a little tinfoil wrapper okay. okay. to hide it from the light. Yeah, yeah. But um, so you get like a baby Motrin bottle. You know, okay. it's like a little plastic yeah, bottle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's got milliliter measurements up the side of the bottle. Okay. And uh, basically, you put this little tab of acid. You empty out the bottle, yeah, clean yeah. it, dry it out. Put the tab of acid inside that bottle. 
and then take distilled water, um, which okay. is just, yeah. you know, you don't want to use tap water because there's like bacteria and stuff Correct. in there. You want distilled water because it's clean. And uh, you take like that baby Motrin bottle comes with a little baby syringe, mm-hmm. too. not like a heroin needle, yeah, but like yeah, the yeah. plastic syringe that you would, about, yeah. also has milliliters on the side of it. And uh, you'll s- suck up 10 milliliters of distilled water, squirt that into your baby Motrin bottle. So now your Motrin bottle has 10 milliliters of distilled water and the tab of acid inside it. You, okay. You let that sit inside the bottle for like, you know, even like an hour or two would probably be enough, to be honest. But I always waited like 12 to 24 hours. Okay. And now all of the acid that was in that piece of paper is now Marinated, distributed through yeah. that water. Um, and this is a much better way to microdose because it's a lot more controllable and you can tell like, it. the actual dosage. Where if you were to take that little piece of paper and try to cut it up into 10 even yeah. smaller pieces, like one piece is going to be bigger than the other. You're not getting accurate dosage, you know? Correct. And LSD especially is like so potent that you don't really want to be doing that fucking yeah. around with the dosage. You know, it could you can go from having a great day to like a not a great day. day. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, at that point, you've got ten milliliters of basically liquid LSD, mm-hmm. and uh, when you want to microdose, you'll take your little baby syringe, yep. take one milliliter of water, which is one tenth of a full tab, like a half a sip, kind of. Not even, dude. I mean. Yeah. Uh, it's that uh, you keep it in the syringe yeah, and yeah, yeah. squirt it right in your mouth. Okay. It's you, it almost disappears. There's like an okay. almost no liquid, but it's one tenth of a hit of acid, and hmm. accurately, you know. Wow. And to dis- what, what's that effect? Is it kind of like a nothing? It's not profound at all. There's really no. There's no high. There's no hallucinations. There's no psychedelic experience at all. But the chemical is in your body at this point, you know. And again, I'm not an expert on this. I've I've done research on it like four years ago and liked what I saw and Mm -hmm. haven't really read about it since then. But from what I remember, like LSD repairs connections in your brain and synapses that are destroyed from drug and alcohol. So it's a healthy drug? It repairs. I'm not going to put that label on it, (laughs) but it repairs things in your brain. It has a lot of beneficial characteristics and side effects. That are long term. They use it. Um, I guess for LSD with has PTSD, been PTSD. Be- yeah. People with severe depression, severe anxiety. Like, they use microdosing. You're saying. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that if you go to the hospital yeah. with PTSD, they're gonna be like, oh yeah, we'll give you this microdose. Okay. But there's been studies done. You know, okay. people have done studies with like. DMT, is, there, is there any you know, pharmaceutical but, drug for LSD? Uh, no, I don't think that you so can big get pharma, like over un- the counter okay. or nothing like that. Okay. No. Um. So it's all via the streets. It's all black market. Yeah. Okay. Um. And then, but when, so that's all, all of that whole process is for acid. If you want to microdose yeah, acid, yeah, yeah. Um, which I did, f- that was my first experience with microdosing was with acid. I did that for probably like a year or so. And you do not every day, but um, five days on, two days off, okay. or four days on, two days off um, to not build a tolerance. Okay. Uh, but also it's not like on your days off, you don't still experience the benefits because at that point like it's in your system correct and you'll still have like the same good days that you have when you microdose have you ever used those like not adderall you buy them at any gnc store like the uh cognition pills like any of the yeah. on it products you know what yeah, i'm saying i did alpha brain for a while okay whenever i took i've tried that before too yeah, um yeah. and i believe there's like mct oils or something in yeah, it that that, that before as well that it tries to you know, ignite the cognition in your brain to make you quicker on your feet on, right. during the day and stuff. And I tried these pills and I didn't really find an effect. Like when no. you when you did Alpha Brain, like did you notice a big effect? Well, yes and no. I mean, I think that's 
that's sort of the point to what I was saying is there is no profound effect when you're microdosing. You're not going to feel high. You're not going to hallucinate. But at the end of the day, you're going to lay down in bed and be like, damn, I just had a really good day. You know, mm-hmm. like it, it's a for me specifically, you know, I don't really struggle with I don't struggle with PTSD. Yeah, I don't struggle yeah. with a ton of anxiety, but I live a busy lifestyle, yeah. you know, and I like to get a lot of things done and be productive and be creative. And it helps me. I'm never searching for the energy that I need to do the things yeah. that I want to do. I don't drink caffeine anymore at all. You don't? Nothing, no. Really? It, yeah, my hands shake too much, and obviously tattooing, that doesn't work well. I think you told me this a while ago, and I forgot. You completely cut it out. Yeah, because the other thing is, like, even on, like, you've offered me coffee here when yeah, I'm saying yeah. I'm tired or something. But after cutting it out completely, now when I do drink caffeine, I find I get a little anxious. Do you think that had correlation to really bad headaches you were having and stuff like that? Um, a little bit. I mean, I've definitely gone through that with caffeine withdrawals. When I was working in the restaurant business, I was, you know, we always have like a fire espresso yeah. machine at whatever restaurant it is. It's You push a button and espresso pops out. I was drinking like fucking eight a day, you know? Really? Yeah. And then you know, on your day off, you can't figure out why you have this pounding headache yeah. that you can't get rid of. It's because your body's searching for the caffeine yeah. that it's used to having. So like we were saying, you can get addicted to anything. Dude, yeah, and yeah. you can experience withdrawals from a lot of things other than just hard drugs. Yep. Logan Paul's been talking about his withdrawals from weed, weed a lot lately, yeah. which is interesting because he's making it sound pretty severe, and I don't want to say that that's not true, but I think it affects everyone differently, obviously. When I've I do go through... a couple s- times, and I never felt See, you're withdrawal. you're a unicorn. I, I, a lot of the people <laughs> I've talked to who have... But then I'll ask you this. You say that, but when's the last time you quit weed for over a month? Uh, like when I was on probation a couple years ago. So, you know, it's been a, it's been a minute, you yeah, know? Yeah, for sure. um, so I'm not saying you'd have withdrawals if you came off, right, but right. Um, I don't. Do you fiend for it? No, I don't think. I mean, th- I'm not going to say there are no withdrawal symptoms yeah. or like you don't notice anything. I would say definitely a little bit of a loss of appetite yeah. at first, but I mean that's like a little bit of a mind over matter thing yeah. too, you know. And then, um, you know, sleep is another one where like I I feel like I depend on it for sleep a little really? bit. Really. And if I wasn't going to be able to smoke myself to sleep like I've done every night for years, I would definitely think I have a hard time sleeping. But I don't know if that's just because I've made a habit about it or if there's an actual... So it's part of your evening routine. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so every night as you're about to get in bed or in bed... Yeah, usually like once I'm in bed and not going to get up again, yeah. I smoke and go to sleep. Hmm. But once I smoke, like I don't want to get up again. Because you're comfy. Yeah. Do you change the type of weed you smoke throughout the day? No, it's always indica now. But that's another thing that's kind of changed as I gotten older. When I was a kid, well, I don't want to say when I was a kid. When we were young, before dispensaries were even a thing, you just got this whatever yeah, type yeah, of weed yeah. the weed guy had, you know? It was usually mango. <laughs> <laughs> if you're from where we're from. Facts, yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know if that was indica or sativa yeah. or what the fuck it was, you know? And I also never experienced any, like, I didn't notice a huge difference, you know? It would either yeah. be like, this is good weed or this sucks. But yeah, it yeah. wasn't like, ooh, this gave me anxiety. Now that, you know, I've got a medical card, we've got dispensaries, you can pick and choose all the strains you get, and they even give you descriptors of, like, wh- the effects it's going to give you. I really pay attention to that shit. Yeah. And I have, again, all of a sudden realized if I smoke sativas a lot, I'll, like, I'll get anxiety. And yeah, I don't yeah. necessarily enjoy it. So now I just smoke indigo all the time. Hmm. But again, it's not like my lifestyle has changed a lot. If I was still in the restaurant, like, running around the restaurant every day... I may not want to, like, smoke an indica and then go to work, yeah. you know, like I used to. Um, but to smoke a blunt and then tattoo, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't need to be high energy necessarily. Yeah, yeah, exactly. you know, I'm just sort of focused and in the zone. 
Um, so my lifestyle is a lot different than it used to be. Weed's crazy to me because it really affects everyone differently. Yeah. Usually everyone's always going through a different experience with it. Some people have anxiety. Some people laugh. Some people fucking get artsy. You know, yeah. it's Before and, we get too off topic of the microdosing, I yes. just want to complete that yes. conversation. So I explained the LSD side of it, which I think is a little more intense for most people because LSD in general, like I said, it's a chemical made in the lab. It's a little more intimidating. It, the mushroom side of it is what I think is a lot more approachable and actually is legal in some states. You know, now like uh, Oregon and Virginia or some shit, uh, psilocybin is legal. Okay. So that's how I got put on this brand of microdose, microdoses that I've been doing for the yeah, last yeah. few years because they're produced in one of those states where it's legal in like a real facility yeah. where the, you know everything is not sketchy. Not sketchy at yeah. all. You know, it's, this is what they do for a living and then they sell it legally. Um, not to me in Florida, yeah. that's illegal, but, um, when you go to Virginia in their state, yeah, yeah it's yeah. perfectly legal. And, um, similar to like the alpha brain and the cognitive enhancers that we were talking about mm-hmm. before, they figured that there's actually like a little bit of a blend that works best for mushrooms. So when you're like the microdosing mushroom pills that I take now are psilocybin mushrooms inside a capsule, you know, yep. it's literally just a pill that you're yeah, taking. Yeah, yeah. Um, so again, everything's already been dosed out for you. You know, you're not, get, if you just ate like one mushroom, you don't know how much of the psychoactive ingredients right. on that one mushroom. So it's all been ground to a really, really fine powder. And then they mix it with lion's mane, which is another mushroom, but that's, sh- that's a legal one. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's in alpha brain. That's in yeah, pretty yeah. much all of those cognitive enhancers. And, um, and then a little bit of niacin also, which is in like your pre-workout or okay. anything that, um, like Stimulant. nitrous oxide, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, workout supplements you know it helps i think distribute everything through your bloodstream i think um but that blend right there again there's been a ton of scientific studies that that blend right there is ideal for cognitive enhancement and um again you're not gonna trip there's no profound feeling there's not gonna be at some point like even on adderall there's been times where i'm like man i'm geeking yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. you never really feel that way. You at some point you might go, man, I feel fucking good, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. But it's not like a, it's not a high, you know. Yeah. It's really subtle, and uh, the best way I can really describe it is at the end of the day, you'll just be like, God damn, I got a lot of shit done today, and I feel yeah. fucking good. Yeah. You know, you'll be in a good mood. If you suffer with anxiety, I believe it helps a lot with that anxiety, depression, same thing, mm-hmm. PTSD. I would like to say the same thing. I can't speak on that one personally, yeah, yeah, but. Yeah. Um, there's a lot. I mean, if it, if that any of what I just said is like intriguing at all, like I said, I'm not an expert, but go look it up because there's a lot of information out there on it, and it's really or, or comment profound. and then hit us up, talk to Pete. Yeah, I mean, or yeah, reach out if you're interested. I'm, I'm I don't sell these things. But I'll <laughs> give you all the information you <laughs> That's need. That's right. I think I want to. That's my sound bad. I want to try it. I want to yeah. see. I want to see what the effects of this. I'm at that point in my life where I know what happened with Adderall in me, and I know right. what my personality is like, you know, and if I do get a high off of it, I won't touch it because yeah. I know that's kind of what I'm subconsciously searching for. Sure. Um, but to the point that you were making that made us start talking about that, you said like if weed would give you the effect that Adderall gave yeah. you, which was a high, yeah. you know, but you didn't have to feel bad or guilty about the consequences of what you're taking, yeah, then you wouldn't mind. Correct. Right? Correct. That's almost what I feel this is, you know? You don't have to feel guilty about any of those three supplements because they grow out of the ground, and you could buy two of the three over the counter. Yeah. Um, but you also won't feel high, you know? You just might be productive. I don't know. It's worth a try. I'm going to look into it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, I know a lot of people ask us about it. A lot of people are curious about it. Yeah. I um, So, yeah, I got the vid. That was fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, weed, crazy. 
psilocybin, lion manes, crazy. Yeah. Um, Acid crazy. Crazy. Uh, Pete, what have you been up to these last two weeks? How is... Uh, Tattooing how... my ass off, dog. Yeah. Tattooed right through the holidays. I didn't yeah. do anything for New Year's. Tattooed on New Year's. Yeah. But that's what I like to do, man. Oh, that's a good point, Pete. Glad you reminded me. So Pete and I went to get hibachi um, the New Year's Eve. Was that New Year's Eve? New Year's fucking Eve. And, oh, okay. um, I guess I didn't tattoo on New Year's. And you tattooed during the day. Mm. And um, so we go to a fucking hibachi place. Love me some hibachi. Love the vibes. Love the soup. Yeah. Love the fucking ginger salad. They were in rare form that night. Yeah. Wait. No, the, the, the sta- Okay, I'll get to that. But I mean, no. Like, the whole ambiance of fucking... Hibachi fires me up, gets me going, cold sweats flying, right? And also, can we say that I think this podcast idea was cultivated at a hibachi restaurant like Correct. five years ago. A thousand percent. Me and Nick spoke about we want to do a podcast together at a hibachi restaurant like five years ago. Literally, if I could have um, a, a restaurant describe me as a person, <laughs> it would be hibachi. <laughs> That's um, so true. Yeah, I mean, like, you <laughs> know, it's so just true. like in your face. Bang, bang. Lots of yelling, yeah, lots yeah. of noises. Either you love flames. it or you don't really love it at all, you know? <laughs> Either way, I'm going to throw food yeah. in your mouth. So we sit down. Paige to my left, Pete's to my right, and we have a bunch of other friends there. And, yeah. And uh, I'm getting ready, you know? Guys showing up. Oh, what up? How you doing? You know, turns <laughs> on the light, you know, and does little, you know, flip things. And Well, we also got to watch... Like, while we're still there waiting for our Correct, chef to show yeah. up, we got to watch the table next to a yeah. chef do his performance, and that dude was definitely lit. Blacked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, sixty for profile, 60-year-old Asian man, yeah. skinny, looked like he was coked out. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, describe me, he, he was just out of his fucking mind. Yeah, he... Um, he was definitely the loudest one in the room, but that yeah. was okay, you know? At first, yeah. I thought he was just trying to put on a show. But then, as soon as uh, the server, like, brought them their round of drinks and then walked away, I heard him go to the guy, like, hey, you know, I like Bud Light, too. And he was like, oh, yeah, okay, like, you going to have time to have one after this when you get off? He goes, I can have one right now, boss. You buy me one right now, I can have it yeah, right yeah. now. And I was like, oh, oh shit, yeah, this yeah. is going to be like this. So he's like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll get you one, no problem. Yeah. He goes, hey, okay, that's what I'm talking about, blah, blah, blah. And then he pulls a bottle out of the cart and he goes, Saki? And they're just like, uh, yeah, sure. And he starts squirting. It's like in a ketchup yeah, bottle, right? Yeah, yeah. He starts squirting from up here, sake into yeah. everyone's mouth at the table from his ketchup bottle. It was and literally then, like senior frogs. Like it was. But then it, he ends it with into his own mouth, yeah. all the sake. And you can tell he only initiated that because he wanted to be able to yeah, rip dude. his own sake at the end. <laughs> so like, I got to share with you guys so it looks like I'm doing my job. You know, they, they do those flame volcanoes with the onions and they use fucking, I don't know, rubbing alcohol to light that bitch up. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, then, but then this fucked up chef is going around the table to like where we're sitting in front of us, putting this oil wherever oh, the fuck yeah. on, the, on the table, on the countertop we're eating itself. And he's lighting these bitches. Yeah, and right I'm, next to the napkins and shit. Literally <laughs> like, it was my last night, fuck it, I don't care if I burn the place down vibes, yeah, you know? Yeah. And uh, so at first it was lit. We were having fun. And then he's like, fuck you, man. You guys got fucking weed, man. I'm trying to. Oh why do I? Is that, is, that the, is that the accent I'm looking for? I don't know. I yeah. gave up on trying to do the accent. Because yeah, yeah, it's yeah. either going to be wrong or insulting. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so true. <laughs> we're both at the same yeah. time. Um, but, uh, but no, he's like, I, I, I was going to do the accent. And I, got, I can't do it. <laughs> 
Hey, man, y'all got some fucking weed, man. I'm trying to get some weed, man. You're doing pretty good. Yeah, like kind of. I don't know. No offense. You but know? of course, uh, Pete didn't bring the weed the one time. I know, no. Seriously. Any other moment, I'd have the pen in my pocket. I probably would have given it to <laughs> Buddy would have just passed out. I think he was between Saki and Bud Light. He's but anyways, so I am so fired up, so happy. Probably heart rate at 156 beats <laughs> per minute. And uh, server comes out. We get our drinks, you know. Boom. You know, uh... We're, we're talking about what we're ordering. You know, everyone's like, oh, chicken, 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 you know, steak, uh, shrimp and rice. Can you put me on blast real quick? And uh, gets the Pete. And <laughs> he goes, uh, oh, we're talking about what we're ordering. And Pete goes, yeah, you know, <laughs> sushi. Okay, I also asked and, before, and I go, are you guys going to judge me if I don't get hibachi? And, and then Pete goes, are you going to Everyone at the table goes, no, no, get whatever you want. And he goes, the fuck did you just say? <laughs> didn't give a fuck goes, wait, I'm, at, I'm at that point in my friendship with Pete where like I'm not just gonna agree no like <laughs> did you just if you had a fucking hibachi place I was like yeah you know you're just big deal if I just get sushi it's, it's like yeah fine but like the whole experience <laughs> like, like go sit at a fucking bar seat <laughs> if you're gonna get goddamn sushi at a hibachi place it was really good sushi and you know those chefs they're ticked off they have one audience member who's just not entertained yeah. you know he's like I don't care if I burn the food or not he tried to not. feed me twice too. Yeah. he kept trying to put food on my plate I was like no I don't think that's mine so yeah I think you are so out of bounds for fucking <laughs> not ordering hibachi if you're that person who goes to hibachi and sits at the table and doesn't order hibachi I judge you I judge you judging uh, <laughs> but uh fire new years it was it, it was, was nice really good sushi um i'll be honest sushi's like top two foods for me yeah, so right, exactly. i'm in a thousand percent okay so sushi's top two foods for you that means your number one food's hibachi because you didn't order your probably number two food. probably dude like i'm not no i'm not, that's 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 out of, that's out of pocket um <laughs> okay good so there's a lot of other foods but sushi's definitely top three foods for me <laughs> <laughs> Emotional damage. <laughs> you see those videos? I didn't want to spit it out. You see those uh, videos yet? <laughs> no. What the fuck was that? <laughs> Emotional damage. <laughs> what are you saying? You never seen that? I'll show you after. Oh, I gotta show you now. <laughs> If you guys know, you guys know, uh, on on TikTok, there's this thing going around, and then uh, it's usually a video, and the guy at the end goes, I'll just, I'll, I'll fucking, That's so funny. emotional damage. My boyfriend just broke up with me. Will you What the <laughs> oh my god all right we're gonna put that up on the screen yeah. hopefully we're allowed to do that um that was funny wow oh uh, what were we talking about um uh, oh no yeah top three foods for sure oh okay yeah um, I'm gonna, i'll let that slide i guess literally you have to um okay so i guess my next thing is um I feel my posture has been so poor this entire episode. You know, Pete, I feel like I've been going too easy on us this uh, season of oh, uh, Millennial Mentality for Would You Rathers. Okay. Would you suck a dick to save your mom's life? <laughs> <laughs> my mom watches these episodes. 
today? T- tomorrow morning. <laughs> tomorrow morning. <laughs> I gotta start the day like that. 9 a.m. Tomorrow morning. <laughs> You're getting woken up because I know you sleep at 9 a.m. Knock on your door. Uh, I would like to think that my mom would just say, nah, let me go. <laughs> you don't have to do that, son. So right, you, mom, you got my back, right, mom? Thank you. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna go ahead and say nah. Chilling? Yeah, mom mom lived a good life. You know what? It's a hard one. She doesn't and, want her son to you know, do that. And listen, if you know Your this, turn. What? <laughs> <laughs> your, your turn, Nick. You getting that Glock Glock three thousand or what? I'm slurping. <laughs> <laughs> But everyone at home was like, oh, we know, you know. No, we did, know. <laughs> did he just ask this question and say he'd suck a dick, you know? <laughs> no, that was, it was, no. <laughs> we get it, Nick. You like talking about sucking dick, you know? <laughs> uh, you Emotional, know? damn it! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, you know how uh, me and JoJo were talking about this last night, and I was like, I got to talk about this with Nick tomorrow, because... I want to hear your update on being a dog dad a little bit. Oh, funny I said that. Because um, you had a lot of doubts about Bruce and his abilities to be a companion. Cognitive abilities, I would say? Sure, yeah. I never questioned the companionship. Okay, yeah, cognitive abilities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is good. We've been using the C word a lot this A episode. lot, yeah. I pulled that out of my bag of tricks. I don't know how I remember that, to be honest. Yeah, it's good. Um, but anyway, uh, so... You know how, like, I was telling you at one point in time that, like, if we say to Bruce, like, go get a toy, mm-hmm. he knows what that means, right? And he's, like, got a basket of toys. Okay. And he'll fucking run out of the room, go to the basket, come back with a toy. Correct. We've leveled up from that. Okay. And um, Bruce has, like, a quite significant toy collection. I mean, 20-plus toys? Uh, He destroys them at a pretty rapid rate. Okay. So, like, it's probably, like... Are you at a toy a week, you think? Yeah. Okay. But it's, we never buy one at a time. You always get okay. like three at a time. Okay, you know? okay. So like we accumulate a collection at some points, but okay. then he might go on a bender and like mm-hmm. we get down, we get limited. But we also like name a lot of the toys. Okay. JoJo's got like funny names for him. Like, I actually like that a lot. Yeah. So there's like, um, and they're, it's, they're not like usually accurate names necessarily. He's got like one that's like a rainbow unicorn looking thing. Mm-hmm. And those two things don't go together. Well, you should see the toy. It's exactly what it is. Okay. <laughs> It's a tie-dye. Okay, tie-dye is probably the better word than okay. rainbow. Tie-dye unicorn, unicorn okay. with a horn. Of a rainbow. That's also like rainbow colored, yeah. Um, so there's no rainbow in it. It's well, just rainbow colored. what's a rainbow? Like every color, you know? I, no, a tie- rainbow is a half fucking circle, Pete. Yeah, I fucked up and I said <laughs> rainbow instead of tie-dye. I, I acknowledged that and I changed the answer to tie-dye. You know what? I'm trying to picture in my head a rainbow unicorn. <laughs> Forget the rainbow. And it don't make sense, Pete. Just think of it. It's really just a tie-dye plush ball. Yeah. And it's got a horn on it, which makes it a unicorn. Mm-hmm. It's got no legs or anything. Mm-hmm. The horn, though, for some reason, JoJo doesn't call it that. It's a rainbow unicorn with penis. That's why I keep saying rainbow, because she calls it rainbow unicorn with penis. Okay. Okay, but it's tie-dye. So, so I'll correct her when down. I get home. Okay, I'll, yeah, I'll yeah, correct yeah. her when I get yeah. home that it's tie-dye, not rainbow. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, unicorn with penis is one. Um, lamb chop is another. Okay, we got lamb chop for sure. You, you got know, lamb chop? Yeah, yeah lamb chop's a good one. Bruce yeah. loves lamb chop. And yeah. this is when I realized Bruce is different. Be- well, or maybe not, but Bruce is fucking smart. His yeah, cognitive yeah. abilities are there. Because he's got this basket with all of the toys in it, right? Does he organize them? No, I do. Every day. But <laughs> when it's bedtime and we say, Bruce, go get your toy. It's no longer go get your toys. Bruce, go get lamb chop. Go get lamb chop. Okay. He goes to the basket and he gets the lamb chop. Okay. Of all the toys in the basket, he knows. Lamb chop. Okay. Yeah. If we say, just go get your toy, he might come back with unicorn with penis. Okay. There's also Have a spread eagle reindeer. 
Spread, you, spread eagle reindeer. Do you know that spread one? Spread eagle reindeer. Spread eagle reindeer is a okay, good now, one. Okay, now now you got to describe this. This one's got mechanics to it, which is impressive. When he what? squeezes the body and it honks, the legs go. <laughs> so, so it's a it's a reindeer body. It's a reindeer, right? It's got antlers and shit. Upside down. Well, it, depending on which way it's in his mouth. But and he squeezes it and the legs open. Yeah, you squeeze the body and the legs go. Really? Yeah, yeah. So that one naturally was spread eagle reindeer. I love that. Which yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Bruce is smart, man. The guy knows his toys by name. Literally, I'll give you that, Pete. I think the dog. And so is I guess smart. my other question is: Do you have any more faith now that you've experienced being a dog dad? Has Charlie impressed you with anything yet? Um, I'll start off with this. I am that guy. Uh, yes, ha ha ha! Everyone laugh at me. I have the dog voice now. I get it. You're wearing a dog dad hat. I'm today. wearing a dog dad hat today. Um, uh, no, I'm not gonna say like I have a dog treat pooch and like you know um, hours training with her every day. But give it. Like, I, I see you I'll being be a, that guy. I <laughs> with the fanny pack. Yeah, um, when you're like 50. Dude, I love chilling with her. And to be honest, I'm really glad it's a girl. Uh, I'll be honest. After a girl dog, I think girls would be dope children to have, you know? Sure, yeah. Um, and I think it's a, like a misconception. Like, every guy wants a guy, baby. And, like, I get that. I definitely do want boys. Yeah. I think there's a lot of guys out there that want daddy's little girl, too. If you have three children, well, who well, you want two boys and a girl or two girls and a boy? I think I'd rather have two boys and a girl. Okay. I really don't care though, as long as there's one boy. If it's okay. t- if it's one boy and two girls, I'm just as happy. So you need a son. Yeah, I'd like to have a son. Peter James Price the third. I think so. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, no. So with having her, bro, it teaches um, it teaches me a lot. It makes me as bad as it sounds a lot less selfless because you got to like. Right. She's priority. Right. Um, so it's taught me a lot subconsciously that way. And then. Sorry, I just burped right into the microphone. It's okay. Totally. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. Um, but it takes me a little minute to warm up. So I find that like as I warm up, I love her more and love her more. And it's like not just like I get home, let Charlie out of the cage, and like it is what it is. It's I not like, a chore. It's, that's a great word for yeah. a great way to put it. It's like not – and like I want to get home to like see her. Like when I pull up in the driveway, like I open the door nice. and like skirt to the cage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I do the – what up, girl? <laughs> you know, and she's waggling her tail, and I'm like, she's sweet. She's so cute, yeah. man. She's fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, How's well, she doing the boat? We took her on the boat two weeks ago. She did uh, fucking amazing. She's yeah. a really good dog. Yeah. Uh, we got blessed with that. You do I, have a very good dog. Very, she's super chill. <laughs> super chill. Um, you know, she'll go through her moments of craziness, zoomies, but it's happening less and less. And I'm not saying I want those times to go away. I'm just saying, like, you know, she's definitely chilling out and... Uh, does, uh, her last accident in the house was like two and a half weeks ago. So like, oh nice. Yeah. So she's got the potty train thing down. Has she um, destroyed anything valuable yet? No. Good. Nothing, dude. And that's what I'm saying. I will give credit to Paige and I. Mm. I think we are on top of it. Paige is a fucking ten out of ten mother, and I can't wait to have kids with her. Charlie um, still hasn't been in the bed. So Charlie sometimes goes to chills with us in bed like till ten p.m. and then sleeps in the crate from ten to six. Wake up at six. Put her in the bed until like six or seven. We get oh, nice. That's good. That's yeah, actually the best yeah, way to do it yeah. because you get to snuggle when you feel like she it. She like puts her chin up on your face. That's and, so cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not fun throughout the entire night because sometimes... I mean, you, Char- got, you got no space, bro. Right. Charlie's still small, too. Yeah. When Charlie's big, like Bruce is big, he takes up more space than either of me or JoJo in the bed. So how does that psychology work with you and a partner in bed? Like, 
Are you like the nice partner? She's like invading your space, but you want like, to, <clears throat> are you like a, hey, scoot over? Or are you like a, I'm just going to eat this tonight? No, I'll tell her to scoot over. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you like, you like your circumference of area around you. Yeah, and she loves to not give me that. Like she sleeps. <laughs> Same with Paige. She'll say it herself. Yeah. She actually said it the other day, like joking, but she knows she's being serious. Like she likes to sleep with her like feet under my body. She Wait, or, or like her, Perpendicular to your body? Yeah, like, you know, she'll like. Oh, at an angle. Yeah, you know, like, she, yeah, yeah. she'll just find a way to slide her feet under my body, yeah. at, like, all the time, which is, like, super uncomfortable. Is she, like, a warm-foot person? Like, she, or is it just a touch thing? Uh, yeah, no, she, it's just a touch thing. She just needs to be touching me while she's asleep. Okay. And she's made it. that very clear. <laughs> <laughs> so they just wander in there sometimes. Yeah. Or, or like, most nights. Most of the time. <laughs> so you're you're okay with it. Right, know? I do deal with it, but there's also been plenty of times where I wake her up and say, hey, Joe, will you scoot over a little bit? Because <laughs> we we both okay we're it's not all her fault either. Yeah. Bruce is a selfish sleeper, and he sleeps in the bed. And as soon as you move or give him an inch of space, he takes it over. That's the that's moment yeah, that yeah, it yeah. happens. Like you roll a little bit, and he fills the gap immediately. So really? there's no rolling back. It's just like fuck. Now I'm stuck here. So I think she kind of creeps over as the night goes on, and then once she creeps over, she can't retreat at all because okay. Bruce fills the gap. The so whole you're time. getting squeezed in on the entire night. By the end of the night, I'm just dangling off the end the of the bed. Very, at my yeah, phone, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> That's it, dude. And she'll be like up in my. How'd you sleep? And it's it's cool because before I had a dog, I like it was a dog, but now it's like part of the family, you know. Yeah, yeah. And so like, there's a difference, you know, when there's like a family element to it, and like part of like our little family household. It's it's right. fucking cool. Yeah, I know what you mean. I've met a lot of dogs in my life. Yeah. Never even really had the desire to have one yeah. of my own yeah. until like I had one of my own, and now I love it. I almost don't imagine myself ever not having I can't never. I'm at that, almost at that point right. um, where I... I'll have a dog for the rest of my well, life. Well, it's right. like a tattoo. After a certain amount of time, it's like... You, <laughs> you're definitely going to have the tattoo for the rest of your life. Well, you, 100%. Yeah. Um, I, I, that was a horrible cor- like. <laughs> Comparison. You picked the one thing that's definitely permanent. Yeah. Um, so what I'm saying is once it's a part of you, you you get used to it, you love it, but you should love it. <laughs> you know. Are you right. trying to say you didn't love the tattoo that I gave you when you first got it, but it's grown on you? Absolutely not. <laughs> um, I, yeah, that was, but what I'm saying is I fucking love dogs. Yeah, um, yeah, dogs are tight. I want to talk about this one thing real quick. <clears throat> I want to like talk, chop it up for about five more minutes, and then that'll be it for, t- uh, for this week, guys. Um, I talked to an old friend... Um, and we were talking about life and I feel like a lot of us are in this place now in our late twenties where we're starting to get pinched by, we've been doing a career for two, three, four, maybe five years, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And you start to really ask yourself, like, is this what I want to do the rest of my life? And is this really it? And is this happiness? And is this pleasure? And is this it? You know, like, I feel like a lot of people think once you get over that 30 mark, you're pretty much set in what the fuck you're doing. At least you're supposed to have been. At least you're supposed to have been, exactly. And um, Do you remember, sorry to cut you off, but do you remember like when you were young, setting like a timeline for yourself of like by this age, I want to be married and have kids and or I want to be like doing what I'm doing for the rest of my life at a certain age? It, it fluctuated up and down. Like at one point, I thought I was going to be married and kids were like 23, you know? Yeah, I think that was like the range Wait, that a yeah, lot of us thought exactly, it was going to be. Exactly. How wrong were we? But that's the kind of what we got pitched by our parents, you know? Like a lot of them right. were really young. My parents young. Were, had yeah. kids at 21. That's right. My mom was pregnant at fucking 21, you right. know? So, um, but what I was saying and talking to her about was like, we are at this point in life where we have a lot of hobbies and passions us, 
But we also have this job that, for some of us, could pay really well, too. It's not about the money. But we have these side passions and hustles, and <clears throat> we find ourselves going to work and uh, and not feeling fulfilled, like like it, feeling <clears throat> empty. And even those of us who are making good money, and I'm even talking about myself for the most part, like am I fulfilled by building houses? No. Does it pay f- fucking really good money? Yeah. So does that help and make me happy that I'm building happy, you know, houses? I'm making really good money. Yeah. But I'm like a why person. I'm like a you got to touch my heart for me to like, get fuel person. And I question that a lot with my career is like, am I really only doing this for the money? You know? Yeah. And the thing about it is, is like that's a short fuse for a long life, you know? And that's going to burn out after a certain amount of time. And I know that. So me and her were talking, and she felt in the same position. Um, and uh, we had talked about things she liked doing, and going to the gym was one of them. And uh, I was talking to her, and I was like, if that's one of those hobbies that you can't wait to wake up and go to the gym every day, try it as a side hustle. Right. Hit up some of your friends. Talk to people around the gym you know and say, hey, I'm thinking about becoming a coach. I really want to start writing programming or getting into mm-hmm. nutrition and you know, she has a great aesthetic, and she works really hard for that aesthetic, and she knows what the fuck she's doing. And I said, you really need to try that on the side, because if you don't try it, it's always going to be wandering in your head, and you'll never fucking know. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess my message is, a lot of us face that shit. I know at least 50% of us listening face that shit, where, like, whatever the job you're doing, either A, doesn't feel long-term, or B, is it really you, and, and does it fulfill me and that's a natural feeling that's not something you could read in a fucking 10 minute help book you know that's something you feel naturally some people call it your heart your soul whatever it is but try it on the side to at least know and tell yourself that that's not for me maybe the gym was a hobby for me and it cleared my mind and and it was an antidepressant for me or whatever it is um but I don't want to work in the gym because that's my safe space you know and that could be warranted too Mm -hmm. But at least you know, right? And you keep kind of checking off this list of things I'm passionate about and things that maybe could fulfill it. Because, right. um, I mean, I think that's how you tackle that that inner battle, right? Correct. It's like if you're having that issue where, like, what you do for a living isn't fulfilling for yeah. you, I think the first route of trying to find a solution for that is, like, what does fulfill you? What okay. are you passionate about? Correct. And, how? like, what are the steps to monetize that? Correct. And, um... So we had talked about it, and uh, I think, or I don't think, she's now running my programming for me right. working well, out. Say that also. You, so, you volunteered yourself, right, to help motivate her to get started, So right? we had caught up, and that was kind of the conversation. And um, the next time I saw her, I was thinking about it. It had been like five or six days, and I said, hey, you know, I'm looking to change around my life too, and, and I'm looking for someone to not hold me accountable, but kind of take a new leap with as well. Yeah. And um, I said, have you ever wrote programming she said no i just do it for myself Mm -hmm. you know have you ever are you a nutritionist no are you no she said no to all this stuff she's honest with me and i said all right i want you to start coaching me i want you to start writing my um training i want to pay you for it i'm going to treat this professionally um and uh i'll be your first client i'll be your guinea pig tell you out of this if it's a win-win for both parties, fuck yeah. Right. Either way, I'm going on this path and changing my life. I would love for you to be a part of that, but I want you to change your life as well. Yeah, right. So if those can go in, in correlation with one another and parallel to one another, why not? Yeah. Um, and I think um, 
from the way she's reacted to it, she's fucking in love with it. Mm-hmm. She asked me a million questions that weekend going into the next week of writing programming. Yeah. And I'm so fucking proud and happy and I hope it works out for her. Yeah. Um, and I know it will um, yeah, sure. if it's something she truly wants to pursue. So I guess the message of the whole thing is, guys, don't feel ostracized for uh, not feeling purpose in your job and trying to search for that. You're not alone at all. Um, and continue to search for it. And if it's something that you want to make part of your life, not dabble with it, but implement it and see if it can fit in your life. Working yeah. at the gym, working as a chef, working as the things you're passionate about doing. Sure. And the other thing too, like I love that exact point that you're making and that's perfect and almost like applicable to what we were saying with yeah. JoJo and like her trying to start this clothing business, you know. I think you also need to be a little bit flexible in the the path that gets you to to being able to turn those passions into money you know it may not necessarily be over it's not going to be overnight almost a guarantee it won't be overnight but you need to like uh i don't know i guess be open-minded as far as maybe i should just say like the exact example that i'm trying to think the thing about it is for me there's there's these are two way different topics i'm going to become an entrepreneur get rich and get all these things done goals this is a emotion and feeling yeah. Right. So you got to understand, like, if you try it, right, she tries this writing my programming and she loves it. Boom. That's the answer you're looking for. Now set the goals. Do the thing. Do the thing. Yeah. Right. If Josie's making clothes and she tried that and she's mm-hmm. like, holy fuck, the stars are aligning. Then you do the step two and you you cultivate everything. Sure. I'm strictly that's talking in a about, perfect scenario yeah. where you're financially stable to continue doing or at least financially stable to because at some point you have to leave the job that's not fulfilling right i'm not even saying that i'm not those are all action steps you're talking about yeah i'm simply saying do i like doing this sure but you have to take action if the answer is no then how do you do something that you like to do without taking action yeah you're right yeah i see what you're saying so i guess you're right the first step is action it's crazy because there's really a million ways to get to this one end product. You know, we're looking for a million mm. ways to to do it. So on the day the Goggins would say, you know, sleep fucking two hours, you know, and find the other six. And yeah. the thing about it is there's that and then there's realistic, you know, poor, you know, where, sure. where you don't do that for a week, burn out and say, fuck this. You know? Well, I think you can burn out even on your passion. Yeah, you yeah. know, like I love tattooing. There's nothing else I'd rather be doing. But I still have gotten to points over the last two years where I scheduled myself too much, you know? And yeah. I find myself waking up going, fuck, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. this person's going to be here in an hour. Like, uh, I got to do it. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, overdoing yeah. it, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. But so, like, you can definitely burn out on your passions. And I think that's what another point. Like, you got to be open-minded and realize you might yeah. not be doing something that's not for you. Yeah. But you might be burnt out or you might be in the wrong scenario, like... I think there's probably a lot of people in the hospitality business that are made for the hospitality business. Yeah. But that business also chews people up and spits them out yeah. and like isn't doesn't always favor the people that work the hardest. Yeah. Does that mean that that person needs to be in a different industry? No, I don't think so. They're just probably not in the right bar or the right restaurant yeah, yeah. or in the right scenario. And you got to take the steps to get yourself in that right place. Right. But a lot of people get pigeonholed because they start going through the motions. They get comfortable. They're scared to leave that money on the table that's there even though they're miserable making it you know but at the end of the day like your quality of life is really matters more than anything you know and like i'm learning that the money like doesn't that's not that it doesn't matter but like it doesn't matter you know like 
your inner happiness and whatever that means to you matters, you know? Like, I don't know. Like When it, you're unhappy with your life, the money doesn't matter. Money, yeah, correct, correct. Um, Sometimes you need money to fix certain situations, but if you have the money and you're unhappy, yeah. more money is not going to fix yeah. it. It's something else. Also, shout out to um, Stanton and Bowery. The boys. Guys, um, Stanton and Bowery is the group that owns Cucina, one, two, three, four. Yep. And Reed yep. was the manager of one, two, three that we had on a previous episode. Coda as well. Coda and as well. Tyler and all those people at those amazing bars. Yeah. Um, they just opened a bar in Chicago. Partnered um, with Barstool. Partnered with Barstool. Which is fucking fat. That's Huge. sick. Um, we love seeing good people do great things, and yeah. uh, that guy group is just continuing to fly. Um, yeah. So shout out to Stanton and Bowery. Shout out to those set of bars. Yeah, man. Barstool River North yeah, is the name of the bar. Yeah, that's a big partnership, man. And I saw like... Dave Portnoy was there this weekend. Logan Paul was there this weekend. Logan Paul was there this weekend? Yeah, he was there yesterday. Wow, dude, yeah. that's crazy. Um, so shout out to you guys doing yeah. amazing things. We that's fucking amazing. love you guys. For real. Uh, Guys, that was it for this week. We love chopping it up. You know these episodes are going to be all the fucking over the place. Um, we're going to try to break out clips more often for you guys, too, to kind of give you little bites and pieces before you watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, but we love you guys. Thank you for supporting and continuing this ride with us. Merch still available at PeteCasso.com. PeteCasso.com. We will see you guys next week. Peace. Sometimes it might be that pain. Probably roll that purple diesel, that shit cute like my legs. But I really love that Cali, cause that shit don't make me true. <laughs>